Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. God was so faithful to give us His Word. We were made by God and we were made for God. And when we apply the principles of His Word into our lives, that's when we learn how to flourish and prosper God's way. I'm really excited about today's topic because we are going to talk about the promises of God and what happens when God speaks to us, whether it's through his word, whether he speaks to our spirits and he gives us a promise, but yet it takes a little while to see that promise come to fruition. We see that in the life of Moses. And I just love the perseverance and the trust that Moses has in God. He may see his own weaknesses, but he continues to persevere because he knows that what God says is going to come true. Now let's dive into this story of Moses. We talked about in the last podcast that Moses was a Hebrew. He was a baby when he started to live in the Egyptian palace. Uh, the Pharaoh at the time was getting really nervous about the numbers of the Hebrews growing. He was concerned that they would overpower the Egyptians. So he said, we will just make the Hebrews slaves. And they decided to kill all of the newborn babies of the Hebrews so that they would not continue growing in numbers. And they became slaves. But Moses was protected. And he grew up in the Egyptian palace with the Pharaoh. Moses was educated by Egyptians. The word says he is noble. He is wise. He is strong. I'm sure he is well-liked if he's all of those things. I'm sure uh, he is well-liked. The one thing we need to remember is that Moses never forgot who he was. He always remembered that he was a Hebrew. So one day he's out, he sees an Egyptian abusing one of the Hebrew slaves. He was being very, very cruel to him. Moses got so angry that he kills the Egyptian. Moses realizes this is punishable by death. So Moses flees and he goes into the wilderness. He ends up rescuing. You can go and read the details of the story. He goes and kind of uh, stands in the gap and rescues some girls in the wilderness. He goes and he meets the father of one of the girls and he stays in the wilderness. And that's where he sets up camp. He was kind of under the protection of a man named Jethro. Moses ends up marrying one of the daughters of Jethro. He has children in the wilderness, so he is literally making his life out in the wilderness, okay? But God never forgot about Moses. God still had a plan for Moses, and he had some work that he wanted Moses to do. So there is a bush out in the wilderness, and it is on fire. But the thing is, when Moses sees this bush... He sees it's on fire, but it's not burning up. What is going on? So he went closer to see what, what's going on with this bush. When he's there, he hears the voice of the Lord. And the Lord says, take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. In other words, you are in the presence of God. 
So Moses does. He realizes who it is that is speaking with him. And God starts giving him the instructions of what he wants to do. He says, I am hearing the prayers of the Hebrews. I am hearing their prayers begging me to help them. And Moses, I am going to send you. There's a new Pharaoh and he tells, uh, he tells Moses, I want you to go back to the Pharaoh and I want you to tell him to let my people go. Moses gives every excuse in the book of why God should not be sending him. Moses is concerned that what if this Pharaoh doesn't even know that you are the one true God? What if he doesn't let the people go? Then he starts talking about my speech is not, some people think that he stuttered, uh, that he just was not eloquent in his speech. So he was really nervous. And it says that God started getting a little angry with him. And then God said, you know what? I still choose you, but I will also allow you to take your older brother, Aaron, and he will be your spokesperson. So Moses obeys. He goes and talks to Jethro. Jethro blesses him. He leaves. He goes back home, if you will. Think about how nervous he would have been, how scared he would have been to go into the palace of Pharaoh. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do people know? Do they remember the, uh, you know, the death of one of the Egyptians? Is Moses afraid for his life? I mean, just put yourself in his shoes of what it would be like, because sometimes God will tell us to do something and it puts us in a very uncomfortable situation and we have to decide Are we going to continue to follow God or are we going to cave? So we see Moses did not cave. We we saw that he was nervous to go and he gave excuses of why he shouldn't be going, but God still sent him. So here's the thing. God said, I've heard the prayer of the people and I'm going to let them go and I want to send you. Now I would think God has spoken. I'm going to go into the Pharaoh's courts and like spit spot, all done. (laughs) Like God said, and bam, it's all done. That's not what happened. When they go in the first time, the Pharaoh laughed at them. It was like, whatever, not going to do it. Okay. Like just told them flat out. No, I'm not letting your people go. They count, they ended up coming in again. They came in for a second time. This time they brought the staff. And with the staff, if you remember, God had already shown Moses, if you take the staff and throw it down, it'll turn into a snake. And when you pick it back up, it will turn back into a staff. So when Moses did that before Pharaoh to show the Pharaoh who God was, then Uh, He threw the staff down. It became a snake. And Pharaoh laughed and said, I've got wise men, quote unquote, that can do the same thing. So he called them in. They threw their staffs down. They turned into snakes. And the cool thing was the staff of Moses actually ate the other snakes. Pretty cool, huh? So I, I love this because the enemy himself will come as an angel of light, but that does not mean he wins. God always triumphs over the enemy, but we get a choice. Are we going to believe what the enemy says? Are we going to run away in fear or are we going to stand firm in what God says? And I love it that Moses stood firm in what God said. So they come again. 
because Pharaoh did not let them go. They ended up coming again. And this time, uh, God says, I'm going to send 10 plagues on Egypt. And he, I mean, he, he basically tells Moses, I'm going to harden the heart of Pharaoh, but they're going to see so many signs and wonders of who God is. And when you go through and read, it's amazing. And I actually love reading in a storybook Bible, uh, the children's storybook Bible. That's where I first learned it. That's how I taught my children. And I literally have my own storybook Bible from when I was a little girl. And I'm just going to kind of read through the 10 plagues because I I just love the way that it it just reads along as a storybook. Um, It says um, that Pharaoh said, uh, let's see, let's see the place that I'm starting here. Um, It says that Pharaoh was frightened about the snakes, but he says that he still refused to, to set the Hebrews free. And then Moses said, by hardening your heart against us, you have brought the Lord's punishments against Egypt, not just against him, but against Egypt. These punishments shall be 10 plagues, which God shall send down. So just remember this, our sins have consequences. They don't just affect us. They affect the people around us. I will say that to our family members in my own home. My husband and I say that too. Like if we sin or we let open a door, it's not just a sin that affects us. It will affect the members of our family. Okay. So, uh, and you could take that to varying degrees. Sin will affect us and the people around us. Okay. The next day, Moses and Aaron went to the Nile. They found Pharaoh bathing in the bathing in the river. Now you shall know that my God is the Lord of all things. Moses said to Pharaoh, the Nile will be turned to blood as the first plague. And for seven days, all of Egypt will go thirsty. So think about that. If the Nile is turned to blood, there's no drinking water, right? So Aaron touched the staff to the water and the river turned blood red. The water began to smell. The fish died. All the rivers of Egypt became so polluted, no one could drink the water. Only the Hebrews had water to drink. For God did not change the water in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel lived. So Pharaoh refused to free Moses' people. Can you imagine that? Like, that's pretty severe, and he still has a hard heart. Next, God sent a plague of frogs. The frogs swarmed over Egypt. This frightened Pharaoh, so he promised to free the people if Moses got rid of the frogs. But when the frogs were gone, Pharaoh broke his promise and refused to free the Hebrews. One thing that I get out of this is we cannot trust the promises of man because right here, it sounds like, oh, Pharaoh's in charge. He's an authority. Pharaoh said, the authority said, but yet he broke his promise. He did not let them go free. Then God sent a plague of lice. Moses touched his staff to the dust on the ground and the dust became lice. Excuse me. The lice infested every man and beast in Egypt. But the plague of lice did not change Pharaoh's mind. The fourth plague was a swarm of flies. This time, Pharaoh promised to let the Hebrews go into the desert to make sacrifices to God. But as soon as the flies were removed, Pharaoh again broke his promise. So he 
made a different kind of promise to say, okay, you guys can at least go into the desert to make your sacrifices, but he didn't even hold true to that. He, he hardened his heart. So God sent a plague against Egypt's cattle, horses, camels, and sheep. Every animal owned by an Egyptian died, but not one owned by a Hebrew was even touched. Still, Pharaoh refused to let the Hebrews go. Next, God punished Egypt with a plague of boils. Every man, woman, and child in Egypt suffered from the sores, but even the boils did not change Pharaoh's mind. Angered by Pharaoh's stubbornness, God sent a severe hailstorm. The only land where the flaming hail did not fall was in Goshen, where the Israelites lived. Still, Pharaoh refused to let Moses' people go. Then God sent a plague of locusts that ate the Egyptians' crops. Pharaoh's people, weary of the plagues, begged their king to release the Hebrews, but he still refused. So now you have the Hebrews, let my people go, right? Moses is saying, let my people go. And now the Pharaoh's people are saying, just release them, just let them go. And he is refusing. The ninth plague was darkness. For three days, the sun did not shine and Egypt was black. The darkness frightened Pharaoh and he called Moses to him. Take your people and go to worship your God, said Pharaoh, but leave behind your flocks and herds. We need our flocks and herds to serve our God because remember, that's how they made sacrifices to God. Then I will not let your people go, said Pharaoh angrily. So be it, Moses answered, but the worst plague is yet to come. The Lord had spoken to Moses and told him that he was sending the angel of death to Egypt and the firstborn of every Egyptian home would die from Pharaoh's firstborn child to every servant's firstborn child. This would be the 10th plague and then Pharaoh would let his people go, but the Israelites would be saved from death if they followed God's instructions. God had told Moses to have all all the Hebrews smear lamb's blood on the tops and the sides of the doors of their homes. The blood would tell the angel of death that the house was the home of God's chosen people and death would pass over that house. So that's where we get the word Passover. On the 14th day of the 14th month, of the new year, the Hebrews made ready for the night of Passover. On their doors, they smeared lamb's blood. In their homes, as God had commanded, they ate a special meal of roast lamb, unleavened bread, and bitter herbs. This special meal was to prepare them for the hardships of the long journey they would be um, they would be setting out on. The journey to the promised land. Okay, so they're going to follow God's instructions, do all of the preparations. The blood is going to be on their door, their their doorposts, and the death angel is going to pass over them. And they are going to remember this every single year. God told Moses that this Passover service was to be repeated yearly forevermore. At midnight on Passover, the angel of death came into Egypt The firstborn child of every Egyptian was slain. Even Pharaoh's firstborn child died. 
There was such a cry of sorrow in the land of Egypt that at long last, the Pharaoh let the Hebrew people go. Talk about a stubborn heart, like would not succumb even to the word of God. Like God said, he laughed at it. He scoffed at it. He brought other uh, wise, quote unquote, wise men in to do signs and wonders and magic tricks. And then even under the punishment of God, his heart was hardened. It took him to the very, very, very lowest point where all of the firstborn children were dying. And then even Pharaoh's firstborn had died. And I'm sure that even in that point, it was at his point of deep sorrow. He's like, fine, go, go. And we're going to learn a little bit later on in tomorrow's podcast, where even though he let them go, then all of a sudden he had fear and he chases after them. But we'll leave that for the next podcast. The point that I want to bring out today is the fact that God has not forgotten us. He has not forgotten you, no matter if you are in a wilderness, if you have traveled away from him, if you are living with other people that are not God's people, that are not true to God, they don't love God, they're not serving God, no matter who you're with, where you're around, God sees you. He has not forgotten the plan he has for you. And I don't know if that plan is going to be a plan like Moses, or if it is just a plan for you to come back to him like the prodigal son in the New Testament. He has open arms for you. He loves you. He cares about you. And there is nothing you have done that is too much for God's forgiveness. Moses had killed someone and had run away and lived in the wilderness and God went to him. Open up your heart and receive the fact that God is chasing after you. Open your heart to him and receive him. The other thing I want to point out is when God speaks, when God gives principles in his word, even if it tarries, even if it takes a little while to come to fruition, even if you see stubbornness, you see other people just do like what the Pharaoh was doing. So mean, so harsh, so hard hearted, so cold. I mean, he allowed all of these, he didn't care about anybody. He only cared. He didn't even care about himself because he's going through all of these trials, just the same way that the Egyptian people did. What a horrible leader he was. Like he just wanted to be right. He was so stubborn that he did not want to uh, bend the knee to Moses and to the God of Israel. He was that stubborn. It didn't matter what he was going through. And there will be people, the New Testament and even in Revelation, it talks about people, they are going to be so stubborn towards God, even in their death, even in their eternal punishment, they are going to be shaking their hands to God. Like, how can that even be? There are going to be beings that are still angry with God. I just can't imagine a heart that is that hard. So um, just know that even when you are around people that are hard-hearted towards you or towards God, you can cling close to God because God's word will come true. You can bank on it. I don't care if it takes a hundred years for it to come true. Even if you die and you go to heaven, 
and, and you don't see it while your feet are on this earth, God's word will come to pass. We have to trust in that. And then the next point that I want to make is sometimes God is going to ask us to do a hard, hard thing. Let's look at Moses. What do you think this did for Moses to continuously go back again and again and again? It strengthened him. It strengthened his his faith in God. Doesn't mean that Moses was perfect because we are going to see even later on where Moses continued to sin. There were some times that that unbelief came in his life or his anger, his emotions took over and he fell into disobedience and he was punished for that. But we do know that we are being strengthened. Moses was being strengthened even as he continuously obeyed God and went to Pharaoh time and time and time again. So in your journey, in your walk, in my walk, I know that none of us are perfect. But we do grow strength um, in wisdom, in understanding, in character, in perseverance. We may slip up. We may fall down. But the closer we get to God, the sooner we stand back up, the sooner we are able to say, God, thank you for your forgiveness. I am so sorry. I am confessing my sin. And God picks us up. Whereas those first couple of times we start heaping on shame and guilt and condemnation on ourselves. And sometimes we separate ourselves from God, but instead we can run to God and know Thank you, Jesus. I am forgiven. I know your ways are higher than my ways. Your ways are better. Forgive me for doing my own thing. And I want to learn from this and keep moving forward in my Christian walk with you. So I am hoping and praying that you are spending time in your word, finding out what are the promises of God What has God spoken to you? What is the message of love, the message of forgiveness, the message of um, maybe it's something that he's working in your life to learn how to be more peaceful, more uh, at, at, you know, in walking in patience. Maybe it's learning kindness and doing kind things and the God thing for other people. You're getting out of yourself and you stop being so self-focused that you're able to see the needs of others. Where is God leading you? Where is God taking you? Moses could have lived for the rest of his life in the wilderness and not ever worried about his people, not ever worried about the Hebrews again, but God spoke to him. God called him and he was faithful. And I want to tell you this too. We receive a blessing for obeying God. And it will be an eternal reward when we answer that call. But I will say this, if we absolutely refuse it, that blessing will bypass us and God will choose somebody else. You better believe that when God wants something done, he will choose someone. And if that person refuses, God will find somebody else to fulfill what God wants to do. But the hard thing about that is that um, you forsake and forfeit that blessing that God wants to give to you. So spend some time with the Lord and find out what is God saying to me? What are the areas that he's challenging me? And how does God want to strengthen me and grow me? And how will the people of God benefit from my obedience? 
We are going to see the way that God's people would benefit from the obedience of Moses. And we're going to see, and I I don't want to give it all away. A lot of you may already know they do go into a wilderness for 40 years, but God always provided for them and God was working character in them. He was strengthening them and showing them who he was. He had to teach them more about who he was and retrain their thinking about their Egyptian lifestyle. But we will get into that in the next podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I am praying that you are growing in the Lord, that you are being strengthened in trusting that what God says is true. Um, He loves you. He cares about you. There is nothing that you have done that will separate you from the love of God. He loves you, dear one. He sees you and he wants you to come closer and closer and closer to him so that we can uh, decrease. Like John the Baptist in the New Testament says, I must decrease and he must increase. And that is how we live the prosperous life on planet earth. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope and pray you have a blessed day. You can give this podcast a five-star rating. You can comment. You can share it with others, especially those who are new to the faith and would like to know who is God? What is the Bible all about? Maybe you can send them season three, this uh, series where I'm going through and highlighting the major stories of the Bible. Okay. All right, guys, have a great day until next time.